Welcome to another Wednesday night edition of The Rock Pile. Catch it live every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Before I introduce tonight's guest, as always, you can follow the show on Facebook. You can also follow it on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram. For tonight's show, I want you to make sure that you, it's an interactive show. In the comment box tonight, I want you to put, where are you listening from tonight? And then when I bring Rebecca on here in just a minute, if you have any questions or comments for her tonight, please feel free to put it right into the comment box in Facebook. So let's see if we can bring her on and get her on here live. Let's see. I can see you. Yay. Hello. How are you? We got it, huh? Yeah, it's working nice. All right, perfect. <laughs> you know, I was really excited for tonight because, you know, as a little kid, my parents, my grandparents, we all went to Fort Ricky Game Farm. My kids have been there. And when I told my kids, I said, um, who I was having on tonight, everybody was so excited to hear from you and talk to you. So welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, um, Fort Ricky has been a part of the Central New York Rome for such a long time, and it's meant so much to so many families. Um, we love it. We, we love being a part of that. We love all the memories that people make when they come to visit us. It's huge. It's important to us, and we're so glad to be here. So, Rebecca, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your husband. I know you're primarily the one that's going to be running the zoo, but talk to us a little bit about both of you. I love both your backgrounds. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we <laughs> yeah we've made quite a pair, Chris and I. Um, so I moved to to Central New York when I was a teenager. My my parents came out here um, because of a job transfer. I was originally from Chicago. Um, Chris has lived here his whole life with his family, and we actually met working at an animal hospital together. Chris was um, kind of training me. He was teaching me to take over his position. He was there on an internship. He was working on being a veterinarian. And I was working on being a technician. <laughs> um, so long story short, we, you know, we really enjoyed working together. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, love just blossomed from there. We ended up getting married here in Rome. Um, but work took him elsewhere um, in order to, to finish veterinary school. He was looking at Cornell. I was having a hard time getting in. So he ended up going into research instead. Um, and so that moved us up towards the Boston area. We ended up um, in Connecticut, you know, a little bit closer to the to the countryside of things and not so close to the city. Um, so he's been working in research. I've been working in the veterinarian field um, ever since we raised our family in Connecticut. And um, I worked at Touch University. I worked at an animal hospital, um, assistant manager, helping to run things there for the last 11 years. So, yeah, um, we were looking for a change in our lives. I, you know, came across the fact that Fort Ricky was for sale in a pretty unusual way. But one thing led to another. And here we are. Well, talk to us a little bit about the unusual way. Is because sure. <laughs> when I was reading through your background and everything, first, I thought it was a great story. I didn't know how involved with, with animals and your guys' background until I did some homework on you. But talk yes, to us yeah. about that. Going through newspapers, you came across Fort Ricky. Talk to us about that. So Chris's family's from Rome, New York, um, and his his mother always would send us newspapers. I would use them um, mostly as kindling. Sometimes I'd look through them, but not really. Um, so this one winter morning, I was getting ready to throw some more paper in the fire when I saw a picture of Leonard, um, Mr. Cross, and, and Fort Ricky, and it just really caught my eye. I worked at Fort Ricky when I lived here uh, as a teenager, um, changed my life. I, that, that whole experience was one of the most incredible things that ever happened to me. So um, when I saw Fort Ricky in the paper and that they were struggling, um, 
it just kind of really hit me here. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but it was a joke. I When I emailed my husband, I'm like, hey, do you want to buy Fort Ricky? It was a joke. I mean, I didn't really think much would come of it. Um, but he took it and he ran with it. He reached out to Mr. Cross and, and Mr. Cross remembered us. Um, we, we went out to dinner and talked and we just had a lot of communication. And um, one thing led to another and, and here we are. So, but, yeah. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about, too, I know the Cross fame, I think it was 41 years, you know, that they owned the yes. zoo. And, I mean, they, yes. they were great to everybody that came through there. And talk yes. to us a little bit about um, that transition from the Cross family to you guys. Yeah, so it was it was difficult um, in just the fact that it was it was heart wrenching um, to to see Len having to say goodbye um, to something that meant so much to him, um, and me being a part of that. You know, when business was really booming and and when he was on top top of the world, I, I, I witnessed that. I knew what it meant to him, and I knew how, how much hard work he had put into it, and what it meant to the community um, for its survival and. So it was it, it was hard to to watch him let go of the reins, um, and honestly, I I was I was really moved by the fact that he he trusted us as much as he did. Um, I'm glad we were able to comfort him through that transition. Um, that we had the tools and the resources to to really make it everything work. Um, I, we were very comfortable with animal care. Um, we were comfortable with the ground maintenance, working with teenagers as staff, all of that yep. stuff just really, we were very comfortable with all of it. And that made him feel really, really good. So when it came to the transition, um, he just taught us the ropes. He introduced us to animal by animal, kind of gave us backgrounds on their personalities. This is what they like to eat. This is what they don't like to eat. Um, we went through all the medical histories, that type of thing. Um, and so he he really covered the bases pretty well with us before leaving. Yeah, and I know animals. I mean, listen, I, I don't own a zoo, but I have, I've always had dogs. I've had the cats before. And you get so attached, you know, to the uh, animals. They're, they're family. So for the cross family, family you know, 41 years with all those animals, it's like you're letting your family go, but they had to feel great about handing the baton to you guys. I hope so. I mean, I really got the feeling like he was pretty, pretty comfortable with, with handing it over to us, but still, you know, 41 years is such a long time. And it was just like, Oh, I really felt for him. I think I cried a few times when he was giving his, his presentations to the school groups because it was just he had such a gift for that it's such a gift for children and for education and no one's going to do it as well as he did I certainly can't um, but I'll try you know and <laughs> we'll give it our best shot so now May 2019 that's when you guys were, were officially had taken over the yes. zoo is that yes. So that's when, correct. When did reality set in for you guys? I mean, I know like when you buy a house, you go through, you sign paperwork. And then, you know, that first night in that new house, it's like, wow, this is really my house. When did you have that moment? <laughs> that moment wasn't pretty for me. I had a panic attack. I really did. Oh, I couldn't no. breathe. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. It's so much. It's it's so much. I really did struggle. Um but you know what got me through that is waking up the next day and going in and seeing the animals and spending time with them and and taking care of them. I mean, that's always been in me. I just love to take care of animals. I like to meet their needs and I want everything to be the best it can possibly be for them. That's where I get my satisfaction and my joy in my life. And 
doing that really helped me get through that that scary part. Um, it's the business side of things that yeah. scares me. You know, it's running this business and and trying to keep things alive and and the bookkeeping and the accounting. Oh, thank God for my accountant <laughs> because all of it was beyond me. I, I've only had little bits and pieces of that experience through my other jobs. So I wasn't quite 100% there, but with the animals, I'm golden. <laughs> so they really got me through it. <laughs> and, and I know in, in, in any business, you have the ups and downs. Um, it's do. yeah. it's going to happen. Was there a point in time, and maybe you haven't had this yet because you, you're just getting started this weekend, opening day. So you probably got the jitters, the excitement. But was there a time so far where you sat back and you said to yourself, oh, no, did we do did we do the right thing? I mean, you're, you're coming into a new business, any business during this yeah. COVID-19, which is really tough for businesses. Yeah, um, it's been really hard to, to fight that mental battle. Um, I refuse to believe that this was a mistake because there are so many things that had to happen in order for us to be here and they all just fell into place like i really do feel like this is where we're supposed to be despite all this junk like this is crazy no one's ever seen anything like it who would have thought but we're making it and and a lot of that is because of our community support um, we reached out for help and people just blew us away so yeah it's a struggle i still don't know how we're going to get through the winter yet especially with the kind of season that i'm going to have at running at like a quarter capacity it's it's going to be tricky for sure i don't know how things are going to go but i have absolute faith based on what i've seen so far that we're going to make it through this and things are going to continue to improve and everybody and I, I think you hit it right on the spot this is a really good community that's really been supportive for for small business owners you know i'm sure you i'm sure you saw the wild you know they were going through that potential lawsuit um, you know, they had to, they had to do the drive through to get through. What type of changes have you had to do with the social distancing and all that for for your place? Any specific things? Well, it is it's frustrating. It's sad because I know the Fort Ricky experience for our visitors this year is not going to be what it normally is, and that's really frustrating. I I can't do much about it. Um, so right now we're operating um, by taking reservations, you got a book prior. Um, unfortunately, I can't charge per person right now because I can't be open and just have two people visit. So I'm trying to encourage people to bring more um, guests every half hour. We're gonna have a new group coming through. Um, I'm hoping that when phase four actually comes out, we can do more than just 10 people but right now they're limiting us to 10. So that means I'm probably going to have, like I said, a quarter of the amount of folks visiting us every day. And I'm going, not going to be able to open the playground. Kids aren't allowed in the ball crawl. Um, we won't be able to do the pillow bounce or the concession stand. So that whole area of the zoo where kids could just really let loose is going to be down. And so that's really sad. Um, the other thing that we pride ourselves on is getting animals out and, and bringing them out for people and letting them pet and touch and talk to them and educate them. But that draws crowds. And so we're not going to be able to do our animal presentations like we normally do either. So that's it's a huge blow. It, it's heartbreaking. And I hope it doesn't last very long. I'm hoping that maybe by August, we can start getting back to some of our normal operations. But, you know, we just got to kind of wait and see. So we are booking and people are coming out. They're being real supportive. Um, but I am just I'm sad. I'm, I'm disappointed that I can't run everything the way I like. 
And, and just like just like any business, so you got to have a startup plan. You got to have a business plan, yes. a business model. Yes. How, how many times so far have you had to tweak that model? Oh, I threw it out the window a long time ago because this changes every week, right? I mean, you watch the news and it's always changing. We're always getting different, you know, they're just, they're changing the guidelines all the time. So once I think, okay, I've got this plan, I get it up on the website, um, it all makes sense as much as I can. Then I get more news. Okay, now they're relaxing the standard or now they're tightening this up. So I just, it, it yeah, we're just going to wing it. Well, you <laughs> have a... You got Sharon Puma says Fort Ricky is Rome's best family oriented business. We will be supporting. Um, That's awesome. Well, Thanks, Sharon. <laughs> Thank so you what, so much. So what were some of the transitions? You know, have you have you done anything internally there to any of the exhibits? What can visitors when they come expect it'll be different than what it's been for the last so many years? Yeah, so we did actually, um, what we're most excited about this summer was we were able to get a new um, monkey habitat put into place for our very special girl, Gummy. She's the oldest spider monkey on record. Uh, she's doing great, she's beautiful. Um, we wanted to give her the best retirement home per se. Wow. So she's got a fantastic setup now. People can come a little closer to see her. They'll have to see her through the glass. Um, unfortunately, because monkeys can be more susceptible to COVID than a lot of the other species, we are asking people keep their distance. But being able to see her through the glass is going to be pretty cool. They can get right up close and she loves the attention. She comes right up to the window. She'll try to give you a kiss right through the glass. Just one of the sweetest things ever. So we're excited to share that with folks. Um, we're also excited to have a lot of babies being born and we're hoping to bring those babies out to meet the guests as often as we possibly can. So what's it take? I know a lot of businesses too, depending on what specialty and field you're in, you know, you might have outside third party vendors, which you got to source information from. In your case, you have all these animals. How, <laughs> I mean, how do you do homework? Do you have to like search for different animals at different places and different states? And how does that work? Do you mean as far as learning about the animals or as far well, as like if you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna bring animals into the zoo, like new mm -hmm. animals? How do, how do you do that? Do you have to look throughout different states? Is there different web pages? It's not what you expect. It's not what you think. No, you don't go on like the classifieds and type in. Animals? <laughs> no, yeah, you, it's really not the best way to do it. Um, so honestly, what connects all the zoos in this country are our USDA inspectors. Okay, so we have an official Department of Agriculture inspector that comes out. Usually it's one the same um, inspector per state. So all the zoos in New York share the same inspector. So okay. she has the privilege of going from zoo to zoo to zoo. She knows who is looking for homes and who is looking for what animal. And she kind of connects as well. She's like our little personal shopping guy. <laughs> so I'll tell her, I'm looking for this animal. I think this enclosure would be perfect. I want to do more um, presentations and education with this. Where can I go? Do you know anybody? And so she's honestly been our, our main key point in, in hooking us up. Plus, you know, the Utica Zoo will call us from time to time and they'll be like, hey, we've got an animal we're looking to, to place interested. Um, Syracuse Zoo, actually we got a few animals from Jordan Patch up at the Animal Adventure oh, wow. Park. Yep, he's awesome. He really set us up nicely. Um, and so, yeah, it's, you know, just a matter of talking to other zoos in the area. I know the, the wolves came from a zoo in 
Illinois, I want to say. Um, so sometimes we do reach out further, you know, for, for some species like that. But most of what we can find is just from other zoos in the area. I want to go back to the, the COVID-19, too, because in, in my business here, um, you know, the health department, everything is just crazy right now with, with sanitation and all that. What precautions are you guys taking? So... It's been hard for us too, because we don't really have the finances to bring in staff, um, especially not more staff for cleaning. So right now we're running a lot on volunteers. We have awesome volunteers. Um, and oh, these people are just, they just mean the world to me. Um, so they're going to be going above and beyond volunteering to go clean those bathrooms once every hour or every half hour as a group comes through. Um, they're going to be wiping down picnic tables. Anything that the public touches is going to be wiped down every half hour. So every time a new group comes through, we're going to do like a refresh. Um, so that's part of what we're doing. And again, cutting off access to the playland is going to make it a lot easier for us, you know, to kind of keep control of the spread. But so, yeah, it's not going to be too difficult. Being an outdoor place, it really helps. Yeah. So it, it's not going to be too hard. Um, it's just a matter of asking groups to keep social distance, you know, between each other. And uh, we'll be wiping down everything that people touch. Um, if and when they come into the gift shop, we're going to ask them to wear a mask. Yep. That type of thing. I, I did see that your husband had worked for Jack Hanna. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that um, he spent, you guys spent some time in the Columbus uh, zoo, which I lived in Columbus for a while. Did so I'm you? Very, I'm very familiar with that zoo. I also lived in the Bronx. I've been to the Bronx Zoo. Nice, yes. As well. Okay, cool. <laughs> but, what, but what I want to ask is, you know, those are some really big zoos. You know, the yes. Utica Zoo. Everybody has their different themes. You know, yes. to me, your place is more family oriented. It's a family atmosphere. What's some of the differences between the really bigger zoos and maybe the smaller zoos? Other than the amount of animals maybe that might be there. Sure. sure. So what what we're excited about when you come to visit Fort Ricky is it's just so laid back and it's it's open. Um, you don't feel like you're really crowded or, or pushed to buy things like the commercialism isn't there. I don't know. When I used to take my kids to the zoo, it was really expensive because the kids would want mm -hmm. to buy everything, you know, along the way. They'd have booths set up everywhere. And so you were constantly, it was like going to an amusement park really more than about the animals. Um, so I like the more country feel, the, the more natural aspect. So when you come to visit us, yeah, you're going to maybe have a bug bite here or there because we've got dirt roads and we've got a creek running through the back. But it's nature, and that's what we're all about. We're about exposing children to the outdoors, educating them about the animals that are surrounding them, giving an opportunity for them to really explore, um, to touch and discover these things that when you go to a large zoo, you're not going to be able to get that close. Um, it's just too big, and it's, it's, it's really kind of hard to let everybody come in and be that, that close to an animal. So the fact that we're small and and we're not so commercialized um, and things that they really remember because they got that personal, that, that special creature connection we like to call it, that it, it's hard to come by. I also like the fact that, you know, I love your guys' mission statement. I'm, I'm kind of weird about certain things and I love to see what a lot of businesses and places stand for. Talk yes. to our listeners tonight about the mission statement of Fort Ricky. Well, it's it's been set in place. I mean, that mission statement has been there, 
as long as Leonard has been there, that's something that they instituted and that we're just carrying on. And it's it's about exposing children, um, you know, while they're still interested in learning, because the more that you can teach them about nature and about wildlife, the more likely they are when they're adults to care about it, to want to do something to protect it and preserve it. So we're making huge strides working with young people, even the people that we hire, the, the young people that we hire that work for us eventually do tend to go into careers that involve taking care of our ecological systems and, and studying, you know, biology and things that will improve, you know, our environment. And and so we're we're a stepping stone for a lot of those really important careers. And again, a lot of times we get students, little kids coming from the inner city that have never mm -hmm. seen a goat, who have never, they don't know the difference between a cow and a sheep. Um, they've certainly never touched a snake before. So giving them those kinds of opportunities can really, really change how they perceive and, and what they think about the world around them. And you mentioned the youth, too, and the youth programs that are around that are out there, and there's some summer day programs and stuff like yeah. that. I know as far as 4-H programs and some of the youth programs, talk about um, your guys' involvement with that as well. Well, we'd like to get more involved. Um, we were not really so much yet because, I mean, we just got here. But <laughs> when my kids were little, I was a 4-H group leader. We actually started a 4-H group um, and we started with rabbits and then we raised sheep and we would take the kids to the fairs and we would go through all of that. And and I loved it. I loved working with the kids. I liked educating them and, and just seeing them grow and connect with their animals. It's amazing um, the relationships between a, a sheep and a child. I mean, they really do bond. They're like dogs and people just wouldn't realize that. Um, so those types of things are really important, those kinds of experiences, um, as well as the FFA programs. Um, my daughter went through the FFA program with her high school and that really set her up well, very well for the things that we're doing now, including the business part. Um, they teach those kids in that program how to be entrepreneurs in the agricultural industry. And it's not an easy thing to do, um, but she's she's definitely learned a lot of skills through those programs. So we're, we're huge supporters of the FFA and of 4-H and we're definitely looking forward to doing more things and connecting with them. So I, um, on my, I do a sports show on Saturday mornings too. And in this program here, I'd like to talk about, you know, not just the business journey, but the personal journey too. I'd like to talk about, you know, who are some role models, who influenced you? Who's been some role models for yourself? Oh my goodness. Um, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, there's so many people. It's hard to say just one. <laughs> I had to. I had to at least ask you one tough question. Oh <laughs> wow! Oh my gosh! It's you know, it's I'd be a fool if I didn't say my parents. So they definitely <laughs> have been really supportive. Um, it was my mom who got me the job at Fort Ricky in the first place when I was a kid. I mean, she didn't get me the job, but she brought me there. Um, she found out about the job, so she kind of instituted that um, and she's always been enabling me despite the fact that we never had much money growing up. This, I lived in a city for crying out loud and I was a country girl and I wanted to ride horses and I wanted to be out there with them and my mom used to cut coupons so that she could pay for my riding lessons. So I mean there was all kinds of ways that um, my parents really helped and then of course my husband I mean, <laughs> I couldn't do any of this without him. He's been such a backbone, such a strong supporter, um, 
even when things were looking rough, he was like, nah, we got this. And, uh, and because he has a love for animals and for farming as much as I do, um, we just, we're just a great team for this. Like, we just love it. Well, you can see the passion in your, in your eyes and your voice and your face and that you're, you're so excited for this. And I think it's awesome. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes like when you talk about the journeys and, you know, you're going to have those ups and downs and what are you most scared of the, the most with, with this business? Uh, I'm scared of, to be honest, I'm scared of disappointing um, visitors. I, I really, I have a hard time with that. I really want them to get the most out of every experience. And sometimes I feel like, especially with these COVID-19 restrictions, that it's it's going to limit, it's going to tie my hands and make that, that personal connection hard. It's going to make it hard. And so I am worried about um, people coming out and then not being you know, not getting what they expect from their visit. So I think that's what scares me most is just kind of letting people down and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen. Well, I still think it's odd because people, again, they have cats, they have dogs, they have rabbits, they have fish. I can't, I do, I still can't put it together to one day you just wake up and say, you know what, someday I'm going to own a zoo. I'm going to have a lot of animals out there. I think that's awesome. I've been saying it since I was five. You that's know, when they awesome. ask you in school what you want to be, I always wrote zookeeper. So that was something that's, I've, it's just always been ingrained in me. It's something I've always wanted. So oh, that's awesome. Well, it's listen, crazy. Talk to our audience about the different types of animals you have there. Oh, sure. Do you want to see one? Yeah, you got, what do you have? <laughs> this is a, a new baby that, that we just got. Um, her name is Jill. <laughs> Oh, how cute. And Jill oh. is, a, is an Arctic fox kit. She is about six weeks old. Um, oh. She's got a special coloring pattern. She's called a shadow fox. And um, we got her to be friends. We have, a, we have an Arctic fox already. His name is Jack. And Jack was getting kind of lonely. So we decided we would um, bring in a friend. She needed a home and Jack needed a friend. So here's Jill. Oh, how cute. <laughs> now, now, how big will she get? Um, so about 20 pounds, but not, they're not very big. Foxes are, are generally pretty small, especially the Arctic fox. They're one of the more petites. Um, so she'll, she'll be, she's actually oh, really, tiny. She, she looks huge on the computer, but she's, she, really I was say, she does look pretty good size from here. <laughs> no, she's, she's like the size of a kitten. Oh, how cute. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're excited to have her part of the family. <laughs> she's adorable. Thanks. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. <laughs> so what what other animals can we see there when we come? Sure. So there's there's a lot. And I'm, I'm surprised a lot of people don't realize how many animals we house. Um, so I'll just kind of go down the row here. We have two otters. Um, we have the deer herd, of course. Yep. And then when you yep. move, move on from there, we've got the capybara. We have yep. the wallabies. We have the emus and the bison, the lemurs and the spider monkeys. And then when you come around, you go to the barnyard, you'll see the highland calf um, or cows. And then we've got, you know, the goats and the donkeys and the alpacas and the sheep and um, quite a variety there. We also have porcupines. We've got the Arctic foxes. Um, we did also just introduce some opossums. Um, those are babies as well. So they'll be coming out to meet the public. And then we have a variety of reptiles. I don't know if anyone's interested in that, but we do. <laughs> we have the snakes, quite a few different snakes that'll come out and say hi to people. Um, uh, tegu lizard, we've got the tortoises, and then 
some pocket animals like the hedgehog and we have a tenric that's from madagascar oh. looks like a, looks like a hedgehog but it's not <laughs> so we like to do comparisons with them and the ferrets and the owl i'm trying to think who else am i no, forgetting when you when you walk in when you go past um so you come in by the uh the the, the where you where you check in where you pay you hang a yes. right and yes. you go all the way straight and you kind of go around the bend. There was a big open field to the right. I think there used to be, I want to say a bison maybe over there. Yeah. What's yes. over in that section now? We have a new bison over there. Oh, there is. Okay, <laughs> see, I remember. All right. Yeah, that's that's Darla, our, our new bison. She's okay. about a year, a year old now. So she's kind of small. Um, people will be surprised. They're like, oh, she's kind of tiny. But they don't finish growing until they're about three years old. And um, we're hoping in the fall to bring in a friend for her. But she was a battle-raised calf. She doesn't know she's a bison. She thinks she's a puppy. So when you come see her, you're going to see a whole bunch of toys in there because she okay. loves to play. She loves to play with toys. <laughs> and you still have the wolves in the same section? Yeah, of the wolves. I forgot about the, Yes, we have the wolves. Um, I'm trying Nova, to picture myself walking Nova through. And Kari. <laughs> They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They're my favorite. The spider monkeys are my favorite. Uh, now, I got to yeah. ask you about the maternity work because that's what my kids love the maternity work. Yes. Is that, <laughs> is that section still going to be open? Well, as best we can. Um, because we have groups coming in every half hour, we can't really keep the goats out that long. They'd be out all day long and the babies would just get exhausted. Um, so, what we plan to do is we're going to have a volunteer being present. So when a group comes through, we're going to just pick up a baby here and there and let them hold the baby, let them have their cuddle time. Um, but we're going to rotate babies so the babies don't get exhausted. Because the way it worked before is we would open the maternity ward three times a day. They would come out, visit guests for about a half hour, and then they'd go back and rest. Um, this kind of pattern, I, I can't do that to them. They, they would get exhausted. <laughs> so we're going to do the best we can to facilitate. But we're offering um, a Creature Connection private visit at the end of every zoo day. It starts at four o'clock and you can choose how long you want to stay, if you're going to do the four to six one or the four to eight. And okay. that's the, that's going to be the thing you want to do if you want the full package, because we're going to open up the playland for that, the pillow bounds, the water wars, and all the animal presentations will, will be available. So if you really want to get the Fort Rickey experience, we've got one one option every night for guests that want to come in and do that. And I got a couple comments here to post. Um, Teresa says, some of my best family memories were going to Fort Ricky as a kid. I'm looking forward to going back with my kids to create the same memories. Best of luck to you. Yes, that's Thanks, what Teresa. it's all about. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we live for, um, helping people make those memories. And, and it, it is, it's a special place. It's just, there's a magic about it. And um, we're, we're going to keep that alive as best we can. You know, my... Um, <laughs> My aunt and uncle and my cousins are in the ice cream business, and they're in Rochester, and they okay. live and they live and die by watching the Weather Channel to make to see if it's going to be when it's nice out they sell ice cream, when it rains they, they're not as busy. Are you staring yeah. at the weather report every day to see what it's going to be like? Every, every day, every day, yes, it 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 affects everything. Yeah. yeah, our animals, most of our animals do not like the rain. So if you come out on a rainy day, you're not going to see much, unfortunately. We're not going to force them to stay out in the rain so that we are definitely affected by the rain and we had a really rainy season last season that was rough we flooded a lot it was bad so we're hoping 
not so much, but this weekend's looking a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's we'll cross see. our fingers. We'll, we'll hope yeah. it's not raining or anything like that. How about for donations, if people want to volunteer, um, yeah. sponsorships? Talk to us a little bit about that for the people listening. Yeah, sure. So the best thing to do is to go to our website. Um, there's a there's a list of things that a lot of options where you can either donate, you can sponsor an animal. Um, we have fundraiser items. You can buy a T-shirt. Um, you can buy gift certificates. All of that is available on our website, as well as information about volunteers. Volunteers is a tricky thing, though. Um, we, we can't have children under the age of 18. Um, and it really right now, we just have to be really careful with who we bring in because um, there's just so much riding on all the changes. So we're really right now leaning on people who already have experience with our animals, who know them and have been part of Fort Ricky, you know, from, from times in the past. So that's, that's our volunteers are, are really spot on. And Rebecca, what's the website? I'll put it on the bottom of the screen for you. The website is www.fortricky.com. And make sure you put an EY in there. I'll <laughs> yeah. see if I can get it on the bottom here for you. Okay. There we go. This way, people that watch the playback, they can they can get the web page and everything on there. Yeah. Um, and all that. How about fundraising? Yeah. Um, so we did do a fundraiser. We my daughter set up um, with a beautiful statement. <laughs> we did a GoFundMe. Um, for our, our spring season because we were totally shut down. And so I lost all of my school groups, all that income that usually sets us up for, for the summer season was lost. Um, and it was looking really, really bad. So we had the GoFundMe up. I think it still might be up. Um, I'm not sure though. I'd have to check and see if she took it down. I didn't feel right necessarily leaving it up once we opened because we should be bringing in revenue now. So, um, but that that was there for a while. We got a lot of support that way. So that was amazing. That's why we're still here because those people cared so much and and it helped us as well get the new monkey enclosure done. Um, the, the habitat there for Gummy and Sassy just meant the world to us. We we literally dropped the hammers and we were like, we're never going to get it done. And I, I felt horrible about it. But because we got the support we did, we had a few people say, please use this money to finish that for them. So we did. We did it. Now, um, are you still probably not offering season passes and all that for people that usually get the season passes? Probably can't do it this year, right? I really, not at this point, I'm hoping by the fall, if we can get back to normal operations, that the season passes that are already out there can be used for that. But right now, because I'm booking the way I'm booking, if, if I allow season passes, then I won't have anything available for people, you know. So it, it, it's going to be tricky managing that. Season pass holders will get a 20% discount on their reservations right now. Um, and then the, we extended all those values. So the season passes that were bought this year are also going to be good for next year. Oh, okay, good. So we're going to extend that out, hoping that things are better next year. <laughs> now, are, are, you, are you able to share, you know, pricing-wise for people that get in, children, adults? What Can you share that with us tonight? Yeah. So right now, to keep everything simple, we're just doing it. It's a flat rate. So when you make a reservation, it's a flat rate of $50.00. But you can decide how many people you bring. So if you bring the max, it's $5 a person. If you make your reservation and you're only coming with two people, it's 25 bucks a person, which I, I know is unfair. 
but that's the only way we're going to survive is if I'm bringing in that kind of money. I can't survive on 10 bucks an hour. So, right. <laughs> so that's just temporary. And I, I really do hope folks understand, but most people have been very gracious about it. They are bringing more people. So if you bring a family of four, it's basically the same price as you would have paid anyway. If you bring a family of six, you're getting an even better deal. If you bring 10, like I said, it's five bucks a person. So, but that's how it is. It's a flat rate, 50 bucks per reservation, and you can bring up to 10 people. If you had to go back and do this thing all over again, I know obviously let's take the COVID away because obviously there's a lot of businesses that I'm yeah. sure would want things changed. Would you yeah. go back and do anything different? Um, no, I don't think I would. I, I think um, our, our mission has been the same throughout all of this mess. Um, we've, our dedication has been the same. If not, it's intensified. Um, so no, I don't think I would have done anything different. Um, we, the animal care would have been the same. Like, so no, really not much changed. I'm just disappointed that we, we can't operate the way we want to operate. So how nervous are you for Saturday? Uh, I'm pretty nervous um, with the with the weather being iffy and all the new things that we need to implement. I know it's going to be kind of kind of rough, but I'm also very excited because we've gotten so many improvements done. The place is gleaming; it's just gorgeous right now. Uh, the, a lot of the buildings have been painted, everything's been cleaned up, and it just it looks amazing. So I'm very very proud of the work that we've gotten done, and I can't wait for people to see it. Um, but yeah, it's you know. You get the jitters just because of all this new organization that we have to put into place, and I don't want to mess anything up. So, <laughs> what, what would you direct our, our audience to uh, go see first? I know you got to go; they got to go see it all. But what's <laughs> what's the one attraction you would say you have to see it? Oh my goodness, it's all so good. Um, the uh, you know the baby goats. The baby yeah. goats are huge, and they're and they're right there, and they're so small and tiny and sweet right now. So that's 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 a favorite of mine. I love spending time with them. The otters are great. When you first walk in, that's one of the first things you'll see, and they they do they just come in right up to you. They're looking for food all the time, but they're right there, <laughs> and they they're looking beautiful. Um, and then yeah, definitely go down and, and see Darla, our bison, because she just loves people. She'll walk with you up and down the gate. She'll run and she'll play. So definitely got to check her out. Yeah. So where, where are we going to be able to find you on Saturday? I'll be right there in the gift shop holding down the fort. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I want to meet people. I want to say thank you for coming. Thank you for supporting us. It's really important to me that I see faces and have that chance to say thank you. Well, I got another comment I want to post on here. Uh, Gaetano says, expressing a labor of love, your passion comes through. Best wishes for a successful operation. And Rebecca, I got to tell you, when you and I first talked and we did this run through to see if we can get this technical stuff up and running, you know, you said something that really hit home for me that I think really is the whole point of, of this show is you said that this job for you, you were meant, this is what you were meant for. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you remember telling me that, but I think it's so neat for you to say that when you look back and you say, geez, I was that kid in school that put you wanted to be a zookeeper. You know, nobody wakes up to say they want to own a zoo someday. And, and you've really yeah. followed that dream your whole life. Yeah, and it wasn't easy. It, it's really hard uh, finding a job where you can work with animals. And being a technician isn't always really the most fun. You know, dealing with sick animals all the time isn't really that exciting. So being on this side of it where I can take care of animals in the happy times when they're feeling good and prevent sickness, that's, that's, that's what I like. You know, I don't like having to fix the problem later. I like to prevent it and I like to 
just see the animals thrive on the care that they're given. It's, it's always just, I've been a nurturer my whole life. I love it. (laughs) I think I've taken care of my dogs better than my kids. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Well, you're you're a great story. This is, this is, this is perfect for for this show. And if people want to contact the zoo or contact you, I know they can get on fortricky.com. Is there an email address, a phone number you could share with us? Yes. So the best way right now is email because I'm never in the office. I'm always out with the animals. So when people call me, they're just going to get the answering machine and a good chance I'm not going to get back to you very soon. Um, so email is, the, um, what is the email? It's just fortricky at gmail.com. Okay. Okay. And I, and I can post that for you too. I'll, I'll share that. This way, a lot of our people that listen on the playback and stuff, will get all the contact information you yes. know, for you and all that. Going to the website too. I mean, you can connect with us through there. Actually, a lot of people will connect with us right through Facebook. You can Facebook message us and you'll get a pretty fast response that way too. Yeah. Anything else you want to share with us, with, with everybody tonight? Um, I just, again, I just have such um, a heart of gratitude for the community and for the things that they've done, um, the donations of food, the managers at Aldi's, oh my gosh, they've been amazing because not only are they donating food, but they actually bring it to us and just what we need when we need it. So that's been amazing. Um, but just, yeah, the community support, the letters, the the emails, um, the cards in the, in the mail have just been really heartwarming. And it's just, it's meant a lot to us because we are kind of new back in the area and I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't know how people felt about Fort Ricky after all these years. And, um, you know, it, it just really made us feel so much more at home having the kind of support that they've given to us. So I just want to say thank you. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, I really appreciate it. I'm not going to be able to be there Saturday. Um, okay. <laughs> but I am going to call them and bring the kids. We'll bring a bunch of people. And um, what, I pro- what I'm going to check and see if I can do um, here at Bernie Bus, I'm going to see if I can um, do with either a donation for you or even a sponsorship for you. Um, oh, Bernie, awesome. Bernie Bus has been here a long time, too, in the community. <laughs> so if I can help you that way, I definitely will. That would be great. So we'd appreciate it so much. <laughs> yeah, one more. Let me just put one more comment up. John says, uh, I can't wait to come and see all the new animals with our kiddos. That's awesome. Thanks, John. But, um, well, yeah, no, listen, I'll play the playback and I'll put all your contact information up. And uh, like I said, you were the perfect fit for this show. I love it. I love the personality. I love the passion. It's awesome. The excitement. It's, it's, uh, it's, your story is fantastic. And I'm glad you let me cover it. And listen, once sure. you get going, let's let's do it again. You can give an update on how things are going. Yeah, I would love to do that. Definitely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how all this plays out. I, I know we've got great things ahead of us. So excited to share that. Awesome. <laughs> well, listen, tell your husband I say hello and I thank hello. you both. And I'll be seeing you at the zoo here very soon. Oh, thank you so much, Rocky. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Rebecca. We'll see you. Good luck Saturday. All right. Thanks. All righty. <laughs> so that was Rebecca Stedman, the owner Um of Fort Ricky Discovery Zoo right here in Rome. And as I said to her, when we were coming on prior um, a few weeks ago and we were testing this thing out, you know, she said to me, she said, this is what I was meant to do. And when she said the whole zookeeper thing, you know, when she was in school and the to see now where she is at as an actual zookeeper, again, who wakes up and says they want to own a zoo? Well, she did, and her and her husband um, have made that dream come true. And that's exactly... Um, the type of story that I like to cover on The Rock Pile.
So I appreciate everybody tuning in here tonight. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you share it with your friends all over Facebook. Go on my Facebook profile page. Um, shoot me a friend request. But you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, you can follow me all over the place. If you're interested, it does not have to be business owners. Um, it doesn't have to be sports. It doesn't have to be athletes or coaches. Um, it can be if you want to come on and you want to tell your story, just shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll shoot you some, in, some information, and uh, we'll make that happen. Right now I'm booked until the end of July and August, and uh, I'm going to keep Wednesday nights as long as it works. I might have to change a few shows here and there to different days and times, um, but I really appreciate all the support from everybody out there. Uh, the viewership, the responses has been fantastic. If you're interested in a Rock Pile shirt, just shoot me a message. They're $15 for um, adults and they're $10 for, for kids. Just shoot me a message to size. And uh, my wife is the one behind the scenes that makes the shirts uh, out there. So again, put in the comment box tonight where you were listening from. I really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. I can't wait to talk to you again next Wednesday night at 8 o'clock right here on Rocky Quirk Land on my Facebook page. Enjoy the week, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. I'll see you next week.